Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. Sounds like it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start. Rangers at a homecoming in Harlem late last night. And a magic rat drove his slick machine over a Jersey state line. Barefoot girl sitting on the hood of a Dodge drinking warm beer in the soft summer rain. The rat pulls in the town, rolls up his pants. So when this podcast comes out, um, and this we're recording this, Max actually knocked on my door, and I I went and I thought, oh, is it time to record already? Because it's that stupid time of year where where we, as we discussed in this podcast before, it's is it now daylight saving time? Yes, not savings, daylight saving. Um. I don't know what time it is. I'm happy that it's going to be light later. We're now in standard time, I believe. We're no, now in standard no, we time. are currently in daylight time. Yeah. Oh, as of, yeah, yeah. Yes. EDT. Yes. So this is unnecessarily confusing. I'm going to appreciate that at quote-unquote 8 p.m. or 7.30 p.m. tonight, it's still going to be light. But man, this is some garbage stuff. I'm so I, excited about this. I just, I want it, as I said when we had an episode about this, I want this to be the time all year. Just do yes. it. Just just do it. What, or, just start living your life like that? Well, we, we can't. We'd have to move to Arizona, right? Is that where they don't do it? Well, the only thing that it affects it is work hours. You just go to work earlier. We've Yeah, we've discussed this before. It's all, it's, it's all a ploy. It's another power structure that's been thrust upon us in favor of, of <laughs> the, our agrarian overlords that no longer exist. Oh, my God. Um, but... Uh, speaking, speaking of overlords, uh, we're talking about, um, music today, right? Maybe? Yeah. I'm curious as to how overlords fits into that, but, uh. Well, I think that Sean, I think that you are concerned about, uh, the, the creative class a little bit. I, I and see what you're maybe saying. how they're screwed over by people like us, as well as, you know, the, the underwriters of their, their musical exploits. I see what you're saying. Okay. That makes more sense. Uh, yes. So we've talked on this podcast several times before, either sort of as our explicit episode topic or just kind of in connection to other stuff about, how we get and listen to music and all three of us are, are users of a, a little service called spotify uh, where you pay a fixed fee per month uh to the folks in uh, stockholm i guess it's a swedish company right yeah um and, and in turn they say well, here we'll we'll let you listen to all of this music. Uh, well, essentially, you're paying to like listen to somebody else's record collection for yeah. you know uh, for the month, um, and artists are paid for uh, their their streams. Uh, but there's been a lot of there's been a lot of discussion really since Spotify kind of blew up and and. You know, started making waves as one of those. Uh, I, I think the kids call them disruptors uh, of of an industry. Uh, about the way that that payment model works, and and the way yeah. it benefits, or, or really more more appropriately, the way it doesn't benefit artists very much. Mm-hmm. Even um, even with things like charting, 
the yeah. number of streams per listen. I, I don't I mean, know God. how they came up with it. It seems arbitrary, but Billboard and Nielsen and everyone else who tracks that stuff has been tripping over themselves for a couple years now, trying to figure out how to appropriately incorporate data not just from Spotify streaming, uh, not just from Apple Music, but even like from YouTube uh, into the the charting process that used to be relatively cut and dry and it was about sales of physical media. Well, Um, there were also radio radio, plays, which is kind of a corrupt thing. In some ways, no, no offense to either of our illustrious radio careers sean and, and myself but. uh no none taken um yeah so i've been thinking a lot about how i get my music uh in in 2018 especially as uh, as i believe i mentioned uh last week or the week before uh i've been really thrilled by how much great independent music is coming out that's being made by young people that's being made by women and i just i've had a lot of days where i think this thing that i do this this ten dollars a month that gets paid uh into spotify's coffers that gets sliced and diced eight million ways and eventually you know no matter no matter whether I listen to uh, like the new Jeff Rosenstock album 10 times or 40 times, the amount of money that he and his bandmates will ever see for my streaming of his music is very, very small. Yeah. And no, how- that's like, that's the case with some of my favorite bands too. And honestly, Max, I think with some of the, the people you listen to, which are you know older, more established groups sometimes, maybe they were popular in the 70s, maybe they were in the 80s, I, they might not even be around to get the money or their estates. Damn. So it, it's kind Ooh, of fraught. That's that true. Way. So I've been thinking about essentially how I can, how I can do better. Um, I'm, not, uh, I'm not here to cancel my Spotify subscription and protest or anything like that because I still I find a lot of value in this service. Uh, for specific uh, specific things, namely, like m- essentially discovering new music, it's a, it's great to be able to have paid in a, a flat fee and have the ability to look around and say what's new, what you know, what are these people who kind of uh, work with music and and make a living connecting artists and doing like recommendation engines like what do they say is like this band that i like um but i've been purchasing more music uh independently of the streaming i do on spotify and i'm trying more and more to to like to once i like you know once i find something that i'm into uh to pay directly for that thing so it's not it's not a flat fee that gets sliced and diced and doled out to artists based on uh, on how you know what percentage of Spotify's overall streams for the month is by you know X artist. Um, so the thing I think about when now that we're because you brought this up to us a little bit and neither Max nor I understood, but one thing that I would like to point out that maybe would help me understand better: mm-hmm. the odd thing about music, especially in this streaming. And I'm trying to think of other instances. Maybe it's something like Netflix. But 
generally when you are renting something and in max uh, you know you made me think of that word rent earlier generally when you rent something you i'm thinking of the apartments or one of those vacuum cleaners you get uh that that has like the the suction steam part, the steam cleaner or something like that. <laughs> you are you are renting at a rate that that the owner of it is making money every time they rent it like they're doing they're making money they're paying off whatever that because they've because they've that. set the rate when you rent when you rent music it's it, it's actually really as we're discussing it's poorly for them it takes a lot for them to make any money off of that music mm-hmm. and so when we were when we were prepping for this episode uh i i mentioned that i've been buying music and i've been buying some of the music that i've listened to this year on itunes and max pointed out i correctly yeah that if we're gonna split hairs and and get technical with the terms of service and and how itunes works technically speaking i'm really renting that music or i'm I'm sort of buying a, a temporary rights license to that music from apple even if i have you know, even if I can point to a file on my hard drive and say, well, this is this is the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Max, you were asking, what are are, are are there other ways to buy that music digitally? And I am here to say, yes, there are. Uh, I know, Pierce, you are a fan of buying things from record labels. Uh, yeah. And that I think is good. I would say I'm also putting in a plug for Bandcamp. Um, Bandcamp is... Let me see if I can find a right way to describe what Bandcamp is. Bandcamp is like a a hosting... It's basically a web platform that's designed for artists to set up websites where they can sell music directly to to consumers. And it's mostly... it's, it's a lot like artists. I'd almost say it's it's like Etsy, but for musical artists, in some ways. Oh, that's an interesting way to put it. I didn't really, I hadn't really thought about it like that, but yeah, I think that's Except probably not true. Except not as pretty looking, but that's that's okay. Yeah. So, um, so when you go to a, a Bandcamp site, you're able to, uh, you can order, you know, physical media. You can buy vinyl. You can buy CDs, but you can also often you just buy digital copies of stuff and you know it, it seems like it's been a really good platform i would have to imagine they're uh yep so Bandcamp is taking a fee uh they're taking a percentage of those sales um but the majority of uh of that payment then goes to the artists or i guess at least to the record label depending on who you know what site you're on and how that relationship is structured um and you know it's been a real boon for a lot of musical artists to flourish i mean you know uh, pierce you and i are, are fans of car seat headrest and you know will toledo got his start by making recordings and posting them to Bandcamp. Yeah. um but at the same time i think that for a lot of the artists we like it it's good but um, you know, Max, I don't think that I don't think that a lot of the artists you necessarily listen to are, are on are on Bandcamp. I mean, I you've come to have an appreciation for Future Islands and they may be, but you recently tried to buy 
as a, for example, Paul Simon tickets. Pretty sure Paul Simon is not on, on Bandcamp, and maybe Paul Simon doesn't need any more money. Maybe he has more money than you know just about anybody. But I think you still want to be able to, to support him. And do you find like kind of difficulties in doing that? Or is that something you even think about? Yeah, no, I think about it. Um, more for modern artists that I listen to mm-hmm. or, you know, current and younger artists. But um, yeah, no, I, I would I would ask that question to the group, actually, because I, I use Spotify for my music. I don't really want to buy that much physical Stuff, so I don't really want to buy you know CDs or records necessarily, and I don't mm-hmm. really want shirts or anything usually, and I and I don't really want to go to concerts because I don't like them that much. So how how do I support these bands? I just donate money. That well, so that's given the way quandary. you've described it, like that's pretty much all there is left because you don't right. you don't want any. So I think what Max is describing, it's different than what you're describe, describing, Sean. Is you want no physical even even file format thing you want no physical connection to the i mean you have a connection to the the group but you don't want any physical like paper trail of connection <laughs> but i would buy the the music digitally yeah uh, i meant i don't want necessarily physical stuff i mean a shirt here and there yeah that's cool but i you know oh i like this band i'll go buy three of their shirts uh, it's yeah you know well i i don't i mean i think part of this is that no no one person it's important it's very important to keep in mind that no one person can single-handedly support a musical artist. Like there, you don't have the closet space or the money to buy enough spoon t-shirts to keep spoon going for another year. Um, you know, this is probably (laughs) true. So it's more, I, I, you know, I'm sure it's probably a little self-serving and, and you know, how can I feel better about, the music I listen to, but uh, you know, I think there's, I think there's an element to, uh, I think there's an element of like doing your part. And, you know, I get, I get that. Like, I don't want a bunch of band t-shirts. That's true. I, I, I tend to agree. I've also found, you know, a, and it may be tough to find this cause more and more, I think you see this primarily like at shows, but merch has gotten more varied than just, um, than like just t-shirts i know when i went to see julian baker in october um she had like a neat coffee mug yeah um and i have eight thousand coffee mugs already uh yeah. but i really like I, I came very close to buying another coffee mug um yeah. just to you know to continue to support what she's doing because she's making incredible music and and i want i want her to be able to keep doing that and and if there's a way that i can help that in some small way like i'm i'm into that um. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's a good I, so question. So you mentioned the merch, and and I am trying to think of what is the way that the artist can make the money most directly. If if you are like Max, short of just donating money to them with no no strings attached, basically, mm-hmm. what do you do? Is it is it buying the record from the record label? Like I've pre ordered some albums recently. I don't know if they make that much money off of that. Is it going to the concerts, which I go to a great number of concerts. I've shared my spreadsheet for the year with you too, but not everyone's into that. And again, 
who is getting paid for the concert because there's a there's a group of people that help put the concert on together right. um and and hopefully the person getting the money for the concert is not Ticketmaster or Ticketfly or, or whomever. They're just getting that small processing fee. So I almost think, Jesus, I almost <laughs> think that uh, it, this is this is throwing off because they are just thieving goons over there. And I'm sure they, I'm one of these days I'm going to meet someone who works there and they're going to be like, we do so much stuff. I'm like, no, you don't. Your website hasn't changed in 20 years. Uh, well, it, ha- it has, but it hasn't really changed the last like five that I've noticed. But the thing is, is you mentioned the coffee mugs, and I see things like tote bags, and they'll be really expensive. Don't get me wrong with a lot of these places, <laughs> but there's a lot of merch, and I have to think it's because that's the way that they make money. Yeah. And and you're like, this is, why would I buy it? It's slightly still kind of a label, like buying it, but they have cassette tapes. Why would I buy a cassette tape? Because it supports the artist. Uh, you know, every concert I go to, they'll have a little tiny stand, especially go to like DC9, which is about the size of my apartment. And there's, you know, I saw Andrew Savage as a savage, and he had a little little merch booth, and he was doing brisk work. But um, th- I feel like that's where it's coming from. And I think there's a point to be made without going too far out of the way that the merch does kind of two things. It supports them directly, but it also supports them indirectly by getting their name out there, helping people discover their music. Yep. I mean, a band can't succeed if they don't have a growing pool of, of so- listeners. And that's where you get a little nervous that if Spotify is kind of controlling that discovery, mm-hmm. they can single-handedly choose to, you know, not have a band show up well, through discovery. Now, that's not something new. That was radio before, and it's, it's never going to go away, but and it's with, interesting. And with Spotify, you could say a lot. I mean, it's connected to my Facebook. I think unless they do a private session, you could see what I'm saying. But, and I don't really use the Facebook, but it's really easy to just block out whatever is in your feed. I know that's something that you've you've dealt with, Max. But if I'm wearing a Hopalong t-shirt, which I have one and I do wear it on occasion, that's free marketing for them yeah. in a way that is harder to ignore than, than, um, than the Spotify feed that connects to your, your Facebook account. Sure. Or even us, you know, mentioning bands. Yeah. Sean does shout-outs. Ian writes about music. I mean, yeah. I don't discover music just through... Spotify, I get recommendations from from you guys. Yeah, I mean, you crack. And sometimes it. I just make you go to concerts with me. And, yeah, and, but now fact. you but now you expect it, so you're like, "Whoa, why didn't you invite me?" It's like, "Well, because you don't like concerts, as we just discussed here." Well, I like We're trying to, to help. A, a little, a couple. Okay. But like Pierce, you know, you cracked a joke about our illustrious radio careers, but I mean, I I make a very conscious point when I'm doing a radio show. Like I try, you know. If not to be basically a hundred percent weighted to like new stuff that's coming out, I try to be really heavily focused on, you know, promoting new stuff that I like. Uh, for that same exact reason, um, you know, I just I think it's I think it's really important. And I, I've been thinking while you guys have been talking about that, like I've been thinking of a couple other, you know, support uh, ways to support that you might you might want to uh, indulge in, you know. One thing is if you don't like going to concerts, but you know other people that do, give concert tickets as gifts. It's kind of awesome. You know, I know you like this thing. Uh, let me let me help you access that. Or yeah. you don't know about this band, but I think you might like them. Go check them out. You know, go check them out on me. Uh, you know, buy a beer, support a venue while you're there. You know, do that. Help them keep putting on concerts. Um, but also, you know... I guess when it comes down to it, you can look at this another way and say, 
you know, listening to an artist on Spotify is a very small, maybe a very small amount of monetary support for that artist. But it's also better than, I mean, it is still better than torrenting albums and, you know, preventing them from getting anything out of you. So, you know, like listening to music on Spotify is not bad. I think that's the alternative for a lot of Spotify users as well. yeah, Yeah, you're right. That's it's a good point. Um, so I, I think I think you're not. You're, I think you're not doing nothing, which is good. Um, but like I, I, there are I there are plenty never, of opportunities. I was never to do part of the torrenting thing. So no, so. neither was I. That's illegal. I, I'm I'm saying that music wasn't shared with me in a way like that. I'm familiar with Dropbox. Um, which I guess is in some ways very similar, but usually someone bought that music at the start. Yeah, and that gets into some some territory that we we talked about in the lead up to this episode. Um, <clears throat> that's a little, it's maybe a little dubious. Like I know, I know that we all get music from each other. Pierce, you've got your your Dropbox with a group of people that exchange music that way, and you know I. I I've certainly gotten music from you, um, probably from Max too. I've got music from, or sorry, I gave music to my roommate in college, um, and I I burn CDs from from the radio station when I'm there, you know, in the middle of the night playing stuff, um, and you know they're they're not getting they're not even getting you know that fraction of a cent. Uh, you know, if I rip a CD from WTJU and and then listen to it on my computer later, um, I think that I think that you know, knowing some of the things that I do that are providing no support, I think that's probably why I've been thinking about this so much. And if I can sort of segue that into something else, I I, I had an experience this morning that. Uh, Church unexpectedly made me think of this same thing again, and and it's why I wanted to talk about this today. Uh, no, uh, although given given your habits and uh, preferences, and some might say vices, it might qualify as church for you. Um, I went to a coffee shop to get a, a cup of hot caffeine water. Um, what they sell and uh i found myself behind a person who ordered multiple espresso drinks with some i would say relatively out there requests mm-hmm. um namely oat milk um and and if you are an oat milk drinker uh don't at me for that that just it's not it's not the normal thing so just know that. Listen, um, I, I, I've I've shared my takes on the whole the, the whole dairy and non dairy the milk thing, and I yes. think it's you know. Anyway, uh, we, uh, this person paid with a credit card, and then proceeded to leave a tip, uh, not through the card, but with uh, a couple of coins from their wallet. This is nearly a ten dollar order mm. tip cannot possibly have been more than 80 cents 
Hey, that's like almost a load of of laundry. I and, and by I that, was I just mean half of no, the load. no. My uh, my the company that uh, provides my building with washers and dryers has raised the prices as of March two thousand eighteen. So it's even more expensive now. Uh, anyway, I just I, it it hurt me in my bones. It was like this is not how you should like you paid with a card you had you know i i get that you maybe you wanted to get some of the loose change out of your wallet but like you had an opportunity to do that and also leave a, a reasonable tip and you're also taking money away from them already by using a card as max you will know absolutely um and, and so you know i i i don't want to i'm not a hero i i I just I tried to equalize out a little bit for what they did, mm-hmm. um, but I was I was thinking about I got thinking about this as I was walking home with my cup of coffee. Like I, they they just they asked a person to do a thing for them, and they didn't you know they didn't do enough to support a person who is trying to help them out, you know. And, and I just I was thinking I'm trying to think of what the what the thought I had that really connected this together. Oh, I was so I was listening to a podcast last night. Um, you know, Pierce as a, a frequent uh, writer of rules for society. Um, I think you, you're, you're you, welcome. I am a hero. <laughs> you might appreciate pieces of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. So John Hodgman, who was a correspondent on the Daily Show, um, and is just, I, I think probably the best word for him is humorist. Um, he uh, hears hears quote unquote uh, cases from from people with disputes and, and grievances against uh, typically against their friends and loved ones, uh, and hands down uh, vaguely humorous rulings after discussing with his bailiff. Um, and there was a, a case that was brought uh, regarding. A person who still thinks that fifteen uh, percent is like what you tip in a restaurant for good service, and uh, what he was saying, his ultimate ruling was basically, you just tip twenty percent, just tip twenty percent all the time, because you you know you know in your whole heart, regardless of your arguments with the the tipping system in the you know in the united states you know that that's baked into your server's wages it's baked into bartenders wages it's baked into sometimes bus people's wages and when you don't tip enough you're shorting everyone and you just do basically it was the the idea was do more you know do more for people who are doing things for you and I guess that's how I how I was thinking about this. Like, I don't, you know, Frances Quinlan, when she was writing songs for the new Hopalong album that comes out in three weeks, was not thinking about you and me uh, and how, how that album is going to impact us. But, you know, it, it's going to do, it's going to do a service for us. We're going to take enjoyment and value 
from it and and we should return it in kind i i indulged this morning when i was texting you pierce i i indulged in a, a brief fit of Dracon- uh, draconian societal rulemaking <laughs> but yeah um well you know, i mean that's, that's true that. i i Hopalong is someone of of whom Francis Quinlan is the the lead singer and guitarist of whom that uh, I have tried to put my appreciation forward. I'm going to see them twice in the span of a month, and I pre-ordered uh, their album. And any time they want to go out to dinner with me, I I will <laughs> happily take them. That that is that is my that has been my goal. It has not been met yet, but that is that is my goal. And if you um, go out to dinner with them, you will tip twenty percent. Or if uh, not, if not more. No, I probably will. Now I'm good. I'm getting better about doing it on the subtotal and not the the actual total because especially in DC that means I'm a fool. This is something that I realized in the last couple of years. So I don't get that. What do you mean? That's a separate conversation. Yeah. But people yeah. that are like, oh, you're supposed to tip on the subtotal. Does it's a tip? What are you talking about? Where did well, that rule can... come from? I don't understand it. Well, it's not a rule. It's just like that's what I actually. That's this one I'm actually paying for. Like the tax is separate. Uh, all right, that that's sort of here nor there. Uh, regardless of whether you tip on, you know, regardless of whether you tip on the the food and drinks you bought or the food and drinks you bought plus uh, the taxes that Virginia and or the District of Columbia charge. Like the important point is tip and tip well. Because all of the people that were involved, you know, had a hand in delivering you this experience that you derived some sort of value from. And it's important that even if you have some complaints with the system in which that service is delivered, like I get, you know, I have complaints with the tipping system. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be incumbent upon diners to subsidize servers' wages. Employers should be paying their employees real wages. But the system is what it is, and you know, you've know you got to work in that system for the time being and, and support the people who bring you the experiences that you value in your life appropriately. Um, and that, so that's... Like, I think about that with coffee. I think about that at restaurants. I think about it at bars sometimes. And I, I think about it with music more and more. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I have no issue supporting artists, going to concerts, buying their stuff. I, I sort of, you know, as I look at the money I'm spending, if I'm spending a lot of money on concerts, tickets, and stuff, it does give me some extra joy not that i'm going to have that experience but i know that i'm supporting someone who is saying this is my career it's one that may not be lucrative but i care about it and i try to support them as best i can yep all right uh good talk if you have uh thoughts on on the ways to the right way to support uh musical artists or or servers in restaurants or or people that work in coffee shops or you know if you think we're wrong and and want to pick up you know have a bone to pick with us come check us out on facebook at uh, pretty okay pod or uh, or twitter as well at that same same handle and uh, let us know what you think mm-hmm. all right in the meantime it's time once again for an apology uh, and i believe our resident 
apologizer, not apologist, apologizer is uh, Pierce, right? Yeah. So, so from the jump, I will I will say what I am apologizing for in in kind of broad terms. I'm sorry. In this, we discussed recently about draconian rule person. Uh, I am actually going to apologize for projecting my expectations onto others in this circumstance. Yeah. You never do that. Well. So, well, it's important here. <laughs> and Sean, you you may actually disagree with me apologizing for this. Okay. Uh, I'm reminded, as you mentioned, this oat fake dairy beverage earlier. <laughs> so I was at I was at the grocery store um, last weekend. I was at Harris Teeter. Someone who is on this podcast is looking at a a large shelf full of. Uh, what I call brown faux spreadable butter products. Um, what some might call peanut butter. This person who's looking at this is Max. Now, this was a very eventful Harris Teeter trip because it's also when I bought the Coca-Cola beverage. Oh, my God. Max asks, I believe your question was, where is the regular peanut butter? And me, being an American uh, from Mid-Atlantic region, born and bred in suburbia i have an idea of regular peanut butter which mm-hmm. is specifically jiff it jiff or jiff adjacent and i'm okay with store brand but jiff ish right uh it, it is peanuts it is peanut butter <laughs> it is creamy and if you stir it it's wrong so i say it's right here and max picks it up because the weird thing is, is you will frequently be like, you will, you will, you'll have distrust in what we're telling you. But this is an instance where you just said yes, which is weird for you. Usually, you 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 ask a question. You didn't ask a question. We get back to Max's apartment, and he goes, "This isn't regular peanut butter." So I'm sorry for projecting my expectations of the world upon others, but I really was like. What do you mean this isn't regular peanut butter? He's like, oh, you don't have to stir it. I'm like, yes, that means it's regular. And he's like, it's it's got salt and and uh, you know sugar in it. It's like, yes, it's regular peanut butter. And and I I is just you know aghast at, at at this because I never thought of you have been infiltrated by this new age peanut butter and almond butter and cashew butter, which can be tasty things, but I don't want to fucking stir this shit. <laughs> and you wanted to stir. You wanted something that just tastes like, you know, peanuts and, and maybe even still a little chunky and you just kind of put it on bread and it becomes like, I don't know, you're you just just eat a bag of peanuts. But I was, it, it was not, I, and you tried it, of course, and you're like, this is really good. It's oh, a guest. It's delicious. <laughs> I've already eaten most of it. <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed to. This is it's just like it? it's like with the hundred calorie Oreo pack thing. I'll never understand. I'm not eating pe- now. Recently, I've been eating peanut butter more, but I'm not eating like quarter cups of it at a time. Like maybe a tablespoon. But thing is, is it's it's a treat more than it's like a way of life. So uh, what man was alive. what was the peanut butter that you purchased that was not regular peanut butter? It was Harris. It was store brand. Um, non-stir, creamy, regular peanut butter. Uh, it was you know, had the normal amount of salt and sugar. It wasn't. It Harris didn't say Te- no salt added. It didn't say easy stir. It was just peanut butter. So it's, Harris Teeter, that was Jif. the. So Harris Teeter, that's the one with the red top. 
Yeah, I feel like it's always red top is usually normal. That's a good point. Uh, creamy and then blue is crunchy. Um, I know that because I'm a weirdo and will often buy crunchy peanut butter. Um, but that's not <laughs> what we're here to discuss. Uh, and also, I will not apologize I mean, for you it. You guys were concerned about talking about uh, torrenting on here. If you're telling people that you're eating crunchy peanut butter, you know, if you get locked up, I it wasn't my fault. That's a crime. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm almost a little lost in like what the apology was supposed to be. <laughs> oh no, it really is. I did not. I didn't ask any clarifying questions. I didn't put myself in Max's shoes and realize that my regular peanut butter is not necessarily your regular I'm, peanut butter. I'm it sounds like you ate you. it nonetheless, but now I'm you might be corrupted, you. and that might be the only thing you get. And next thing you know, Max is gonna look like a blimp. <laughs> I'm not positive. Did I use the word regular or yeah, plain? Yeah. Huh? I, I'm not I, sure what I, word I, I think... used. I was looking for the one that's just peanuts without anything else in it. Yeah, but um, that, that is that is not my expectation of regular, regular or peanut, plain yeah. peanut butter. And it probably isn't most people's. That's I don't know anymore. I'm concerned. Like this whole dairy beverage shit. Um, yeah, I, I had a, yeah, but we should talk about uh, yeah. We'll talk uh, about something else. I had a so. similar experience recently where. Uh, my my girlfriend gave the dregs of a, a jar of peanut butter to her dog, and uh, I asked why you're not eating this peanut butter. This peanut butter is clearly intended primarily for giving to your dog in some form or other. Why are you buying the natural peanut butter? You're paying you're paying the overcharge for the the shit with the brown top. And her response was, uh, "It's got like no added sugar." And I'm like, I'm looking at the label. Like, I, yeah, no, it it does. So even, you know, your expectations of what things mean uh, can can fool you. The word natural on food means nothing. Exactly. Means nothing. Yeah. So exactly. as always, marketing wins. Yay! Exactly. The bag is green and it says natural. <laughs> um, anyway, In communist Russia, we have one peanut butter. It's no peanut butter. Oh boy. Oh wow, we're gonna. Okay. I feel like we're gonna get some calls about that one. Um, <laughs> no, we don't. Everyone makes fun of communism. Uh, anyway, uh, so now that we've fully diverted from our topic, uh, and, and we'll, we'll try to get back on track and, and close the the show out with some uh, some big ideas from pop culture. And I w- I know we had a thing that we have planned to talk about, but I, I want to jump in first. Uh, okay. With a, another small thing that I've I've been enjoying, um, our our music this week is uh, Bruce Springsteen, and part of the reason for that is that uh, Stephen Hyden, a music writer who I like a great deal, uh, has a podcast called Celebration Rock. I think I've mentioned it before in this very segment, uh, but last year at the beginning of 2017, he did a series. Uh, that went on like an album by album deep dive through Pearl Jam's career, and in each episode, he was talking to somebody about a different Pearl Jam album, and he's doing the same thing in 2018 with Bruce Springsteen from the beginning of his career, essentially through the 90s. And I've listened to I think the first two or three uh, episodes of what is a six-part series. Um, but they're really good. Uh, they're just, they're really good. And he, uh, so I listened to the episode where he discussed Born to Run with Jeff Rosenstock, who I mentioned earlier in the show. Um, and it was a neat episode. It was just like, it was two guys who really love Bruce Springsteen and, and really love that album. 
just kind of geeking out about it together uh, and and it was great so uh we're, we're recording this before i put the music in but i think i i think i end up using jungle land um but uh check that out and i the know the entirety of it i'm not using the whole nine and a half minute track no Damn. uh Sorry to disappoint. You can listen to it on your own. Um, and should. You, yes, you should. And uh, if you're interested in music writing, uh, I know Stephen Hyden has a book coming out, I think in May, um, about uh, the progression through time of classic rock. And, and really, I think is focusing a lot on what has happened to classic rock over the last 20 years or so. Um, so... Uh, just another another thing to to support people that you like that are doing cool shit. Um, and now I get to look forward to a couple days from now when uh, you guys will be visiting me in Charlottesville. Yeah, okay. Here's the line short of it. The best American holiday, and I mean like non-religious ones. It's not the Super Bowl. It's not Thanksgiving. It's the first week in the NCAA tournament. If you're not taking off this Thursday and Friday – Take it off. Drive somewhere. Go somewhere slightly warm. Go somewhere where you can drink outside. Do it. It's the best time of the year. We did it in New Orleans last year, and I'll give credit where credit is due. Max, I think in January, you're like, that was really fun. It was fun. We should do that again. Where are we going to go? Let's just go to Charlottesville, because they have a lot of beer and a lot of good food, and you can walk everywhere. Great idea. And it's the home of the number one team. Number one. Uh, yeah, so it's yes. just it's a great American holiday. You're not going to be paying attention at work anyways because you're filling out brackets and someone uh, is going to you know pronounce it. I don't know who do whatever some weird t- they're going to pronounce it Marquette Crichton uh, yeah or Creighton. They're going to yeah, yeah, oh, it's God. it's going to be it's going to be fun and I'll I think it's a wonderful time to take off. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm not taking both days off, but I I have. Other visitors as well that week. Uh, my my brother is coming because uh, he is at a momentous point in his life, and he has been accepted to some law schools, including UVA, and is coming to to check out uh, what I guess I'm uh, I'll have to call grounds just for marketing purposes this one time, mm. um, and, and you know meet some of the people involved in the program, and uh, so he'll be here at the same time, and so my <laughs> my compromise is that I'm taking off work on friday and uh i'm excited to be able to you know to find a nice place to sit and drink beer and watch basketball um and and spend some time with people that i enjoy uh and you know so another another plug for uh, his his brother not us max oh i said people i didn't say a person i think y'all might the other people might be included in that too um but you know it it's good to it's good to find time to to spend with people you like. So, looking yeah. definitely looking forward to that, and and hoping that it's accompanied by um, by some good basketball results for the ACC champion Virginia Cavaliers. On that note, it's the end of the show. You can check us out on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod, or drop us a line at It's Pretty Okay at Gmail if you want to let us know what you think. You can get this and every episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com, along with uh, various and sundry writings. Ian wrote a song piece. uh, Actually, he wrote it about a month ago, but it took me a long time to find the time time and energy to edit it, so it's up on the site now. Uh, I should have... 
uh, a link extravaganza at some point soon. Uh, I, I wrote something. I'm going to send it to you after this. Delightful. So you can have uh, more things to look forward to at our home on the web. Or you can subscribe to our feed so you never miss an episode. They show up right on your device of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts and I think most other places that people typically listen to podcasts. If you subscribe that way, please do us a huge favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just find someone else that you think might like what we're doing and tell them about the show uh, in advance. We really, really appreciate it. We will be back again next week to talk about something else probably recorded from my living room. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Go Who's. Thanks for listening. The city, two hearts beat, soul engines running through a night so tender. In a bedroom locked in whispers of soft refusal, and then surrender. In the tunnels uptown, the rats on dream guns him down. The shots echo down them hallways in the night. No one watches and the ambulance pulls away. Where's the girl shuts out the bedroom light? Outside the streets on fire and a real death walls Between what's flesh and what's fantasy Thank you.